1: And that is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, my, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech.
1: It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 17 weeks. Four quarters.
1: 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. So, Cordell, we we know by now that on Thursday, um, John Harbaugh and Eric DeCosta will be speaking to the media. Um, this is kind of like their... Yeah. Would you consider this the end of the season press yeah, conference? Because, I mean, they are. because in the past, you know, Bashadi has been there. But, but once again, it feels like he's not going to be there.
0: Yeah, he. I, I wouldn't hold my breath on Bashadi being there.
1: All right, cool. So John Harbaugh, Eric DeCosta, no Bashadi at the press conference. And so, of course, everybody's curious to know what will be discussed because there's different things that, you know, the Ravens need to talk about. And so I think the biggest thing that we are looking for is if the Ravens will part ways with Greg Roman, whose contract is expired after the season, or will they resign him? I, I, I am not going to say what I think is going to happen with this fan base if they say they're bringing him back, because that's going to be very interesting. But um, I think that that's probably the biggest priority that fans will want to hear outside of the conversation about Lamar's contract, which I would have to assume um, the GM DaCosta will discuss as well. Another topic that I think will people will want to discuss is draft, because you do have to start preparing for that, and free agency as well, how you're going about upgrading your wide receiver position, what are you going to do with the cornerback position. So let's start with the um, offensive coordinator position. How do you think that this goes? Because they haven't said anything. All, all these other teams are starting to, do interviews with guys and the Ravens have yet to say anything about any of of the coaching situations.
0: Yeah. Jeff's Reback, who we had on, on the podcast what a week or so ago put out an article uh, today and he had in there just, you know, just looking ahead at the off season and he was responding to people on Twitter uh, as well that read the article. And, he made a good point when somebody asked him about Greg Roman and if he thought if they thought if, if if Jeff thought that we had seen the last of Greg Roman in Baltimore. And Jeff said that, you know, he's on the fence. He's I, I think I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I believe he thought that this is it for Greg Roman. But he also said he's not necessarily sold that we've seen the last of Greg Roman because he thought this in the past. He thought last year was going to be it for Greg Roman. And, you know, he's he talked about how John in the past has had these offensive coordinators that fans and everybody thought was had had worn out their welcome and was on their way out of Baltimore. And then you look and they're here for an additional year. So anything can happen in you said it. I mean, you look around the league, a lot of teams have already parted ways with offensive coordinators. They are already interviewing some of these other top offensive coordinators that are available right now. And considering the Ravens haven't said anything or and hasn't mentioned Greg Roman or anything as far as their plans with the offensive coordinator position, you know, it is it, opening the door a little bit to. Maybe Greg Roman is going to stick around. I I don't know what's going to end up happening. I'm curious to find out what John is going to say, if anything, if he's reached a decision or, you know, maybe maybe that is going to be something that he drops on us at the press conferences that they have decided to part ways with Greg Roman. But I could also I also think that the most likely response is going to be that they're still Going through the process, that they're still having the conversations as far as what they want to do uh, this offseason, pertaining to the coaching staff. I, I, I don't think that they're going to come and drop that bomb on us at the press conference. It, maybe they do, but it just seems like the way that the Ravens really operate as of late is they're going to put it out on their own. You know, they're not going to necessarily give us uh, the nugget that they know that we're all there looking for. So. It it's crazy because I, I between Greg Roman not being announced that the team has let him go and Brandon Staley looking like he's gonna stay in Los Angeles. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of some of this stuff. You know, you, you think that you know what's gonna what was gonna happen based off of the product that you see on the field, you know, based off the production uh that we've seen. It's it's hard for me to come up with a reason as to why I think Greg Roman should remain the offensive coordinator in Baltimore. They gave him the benefit of the doubt after last season with all the injuries, specifically the Lamar injury last year. Okay, I understand. Um I still thought that Wink should have if you're going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt, I feel like it should have been Wink over Greg Roman just because Wink's track record to me is, you know, more sustainable than Roman's is, but okay, you go and you let Wink go. I think that was literally a mutual decision. I think both sides wanted something new. Um, And Roman is kind of, you know, the, the last of the Mohicans, so to speak. He's, he's sticking around. And then here we go into this year. It's worse. I, I would say, I think the offense was worse this year than it was last year, despite Lamar not being there last year as well. I mean, even down the stretch last year, they were still able to score. Po- I mean, we never talked about the Ravens' offense last year the way we did this year. And right. Them having, you know, a, 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 a street team for the running back group, you know, no Dobbins, no Edwards, no Hill, a totally different running back group, a backup quarterback out there. And You still had you you still saw a better offense than the one you saw this year, and they had a terrible offensive line last year, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And it's just crazy that this year, you know, I think they took a step back. So I am curious to see what they do with this Greg Roman situation, but I'm not holding my breath that on the fact that John Harbaugh is going to give us uh, his decision on what Greg Roman Greg Romans future will be like in Baltimore I don't I don't think we're going to find that out on Thursday
1: Another thing that we're going to be interested in seeing is, you know, or hearing is, you know, the, the contract negotiations, are they going to start up? What are their plans are? And, and look, the, I don't expect the Ravens to say anything out of the norm. I expect them to be like, yeah, we're going to, you know, start some contract negotiations. I don't know how true that's going to be or not, but I, I feel like that that's what's going to be said. I don't think that anything specific or anything um, that's, going to be groundbreaking will be said on Thursday. How about you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't I don't know if anything groundbreaking is going to be said. I think when it comes to the Lamar contract situation, we've got to kind of just take whatever they're willing to give because they've been both sides, Lamar and the team have been so tight lipped when it comes to this contract negotiation. So any, any crumb they're willing to give, we, we, it's just another piece to the puzzle, right? You know, that's what we've done. We've been, we've had to just take every little piece of information that they give us and kind of just add it to the, uh, to the board. You know, it's like the detectives when they, when they have the, uh, the board up and they're mapping out everything when they're trying to solve a case. We're just adding another, another piece uh, to the puzzle, so to speak. So I, I, I would expect them to at least tell us that they, I, I would imagine that Eric DeCosta has reached out to Lamar by now. I think that they would probably have had a conversation by now, or at least tried to. Now, whether Lamar has answered the phone or done whatever, I don't know. But Lamar was in the building on cleanup day on Monday. Uh, he wasn't in the locker room, but he was in the building. Okay. So uh, it's not out of the realm that maybe that, you know, on his way out, Eric DaCosta gave him one last, you know, who one last Hail Mary to think about as he goes, you know, back to Florida or whatever he's about to do for the first couple of weeks of the offseason. But I, I I would, I would find it hard to believe that Eric DaCosta and these guys let him walk out of the building at the end of the season without any type of offer. Despite what everybody thinks about their relationship the, between Lamar and the team, I still think that this team. Would like to have Lamar as their quarterback going forward. I, I I really believe that. And I think Lamar wants to still be in Baltimore. I yes, think he does. That, yeah, I think when it comes to both of these sides, I think that they just want what they want. They want it to be on their terms, both of these guys. And somebody's gonna have to cave. I don't know who's gonna cave first. Um the the team both both sides have reasons as to why they should be looking for what they're looking for. Right. You know, if you're the team, you could obviously come to Lamar and be like, hey man, you haven't been able to finish the last two seasons. You, you're still chasing the ghost of 2019. Um we, we haven't been able to have playoff success with you at the quarterback position. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. And if you're Lamar. You could say, you know, you have, you could be like, look at what you've been able to do when I'm not out there. Look at what the weapons I have at my disposal and what I've been able to do with the little bit of resources I've had. Um, And you you could, Lamar could talk about, I've had an offensive coordinator that's kind of been at a, you know, at a standstill the last couple of years, and we have squeezed every little bit out of this orange that we possibly can. I lost my best friend and Marquise Brown on the team who left because of production reasons. You got, you got uh, uh, JK Dobbins complaining about things in the offense. Like, you know, it's no secret. This offense is built around what I do and I'm not, I don't even want to say it's built around what I do. I would say if I'm Lamar, I would say this offense is really dependent on what I do. The offense is driven by my production. I, if I'm not out there, you have no offense. Um, so I, I think both I think both sides have something to argue. And Lamar could honestly say that, you know, if you don't want me, somebody else will, ultimately. People can say what they want about nobody's going to pay Lamar this, this, and that. They're crazy. Somebody's going to pay this dude. It's, it's, it's franchises around the NFL that are at rock bottom at the quarterback position that are desperate for a name like Lamar Jackson. The name alone, not just the what you get on the field, but just what comes with having Lamar Jackson on your team from the business aspect is going to be something that I feel like NFL franchises are going to want to pay for. So. You know, they, like I said, both sides have their reasons as to why they should probably stand firm on what they're looking for. Um, and ultimately, this is this is probably one of those times where it would be great to have Bashadi there because he's the one that's got to sign the check. How about it? Uh, you know, for, for Lamar Jackson. So Eric DaCosta could say what he wants. John Harbaugh could say what he wants. But ultimately, Steve Bashadi is going to be the guy that has the power in his hands of whether or not he wants to give Lamar listen to the deal listen to the deal on spotify
1: i agree um one of the last things i think that we will be talking about well not last but but there's a couple of things. So there's guys that will be contemplating coming back or retirement, like a Justin Houston or Calais Campbell. Um, And so free agency and draft will be a conversation that, that I assume will be had. Um, Clearly the Ravens need another receiver on the outside because we saw what they were like when Rashad Bateman went down. Um, and, And so cornerback is another thing that you have to assume that they're going to look into because uh, you know I I don't know if they bring Marcus Peters back. Um, if, if they do, I'm sure it's some type of deal that they'll get out of it. Um, But they definitely need some cornerback depth there, and you know th- there'll be some what I I'd, I'd say pa- a pass rusher potentially because you see, look away. I'm glad you showed up, but we still don't really know what a job is, and we know that this team. Is very um, savvy on pass rushers. They love them. They 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 just always like to collect them like Pokemon's. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'd have to assume that free agency uh, within their own players, within outside players, and draft is a is a, a conversation that will also be had uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think just in terms of the pass rushers, I wouldn't be surprised if they feel content with what they have. They've got a lot of youth along that defensive front um, when you go from Oway down to Mattabeke, Travis Jones, Roger Washington, who I think had a monumental leap uh, in his development this year, um, and, and then David Ajabo on, on, on the other outside. I think that they will try to bring in a veteran, uh, maybe keep Justin Houston around. He said that he's open to coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Houston is the lone veteran that they add. But I, I honestly think that they may feel like, they're content with what they have. That's not to say that they won't necessarily snag a guy maybe on the late end of the draft or maybe bring in another veteran guy for depth. But as far as guys who are going to be big time contributors, I think that they like the core that they have in this youth group uh, along the front line. And maybe what Adafe always showed on the back end of the season is going to give them optimism that he can kind of, be that guy next year and Adafi talked to us on Monday and he said that you know his his shoulder and stuff kind of hampered the start of his season he didn't have an off season so he's excited to finally have an off season where he's not having a surgery or having a rehab anything he'll actually be able to rest and work on his game as opposed to just trying to get himself physically ready uh, to play we'll see if that if that makes a difference but the wide receiver position I mean They've, they've got to, that's got to be the big splash this year. You know, they 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 continue to get these big splashes on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm not against it. You know, Marcus Williams, I thought, was a really good signing uh, last offseason. This year, though, the the wide receiver group, has they have to find a way to get a premier wide receiver. And I don't think that they'll be able to do that through free agency. There aren't going to be any. Devontae Adams in free agencies this year there you know this this last year of the last offseason was the was the offseason to get you a wide receiver out of free agency that that's passed now it's a lot of wide receiver twos in free agency this year uh guys, well, are you
1: gonna have to make a trade
0: yeah I would I would make a trade I mean I everybody's talking about DeAndre Hopkins and obviously if you could get DeAndre Hopkins you do it I'm I'm not against that whatsoever but to put it in a more realistic terms, I don't because I don't know if they'll necessarily swing that high to go get a D hop. I think, and I said this around the trade deadline, I would like to see them go and get a guy like Brandon Cooks. I, I really think Brandon Cooks would fit really well with this offense. I know he's not the big body receiver that everybody wants, but this is a guy that is a thousand yard receiver throughout the most of his career. He's efficient. He doesn't get a ton of targets, but yet his yak ability is, is there. He he can get behind a defense. He does a lot with less and he's not a guy that you have to necessarily complain, worry about complaining. If he's not getting 12 targets a game. Um, This is a guy that, like I said, is very efficient with his touches. Um, And I think he wants to win. Brandon Cooks has made it clear he just wants to be in an organization that is run well and has an opportunity to to get back to the postseason. That's what the Ravens gives him. And, you know, he was one of the more targeted receivers in the NFL this year uh, when he did play for Houston. But when you're out there playing with Davis Mills and company, I mean, it's, right. it's tough to really have that type of production. But I would love to see the Ravens go and get Brandon cooks and, and incorporate him into this offense. I mean, we saw what Marquise Brown was able to do and that's with Marquise Brown leaving plays on the field. You're Brandon cooks has better hands to me than Marquise Brown does. I think Brandon cooks is a better route runner than Marquise Brown is. I I, I think you could really, uh, if, if you, if you tell me that you have a receiving core of Brandon cooks, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay and hopefully they get and, and even if they go and get an Alan Lazard too or something like that okay now we're cooking with grease a little bit you know because not to say Alan Lazard is a premier receiver but I don't think the Ravens have to have the best receiving core in football they just have to have better talent than what they have yeah. um, to get Brandon Cooks and Alan Lazard and add them with the Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews I, th- I think that is substantially better than the receiving core. That I mean, that might be the best receiving core that Lamar's had in his career, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, to this point, so I w- I would like to see them do that. But yeah, I mean, if they want to shoot for the stars and go get a DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be all for it.
1: Yeah. So I I think that those are the things that we'll be hearing from this press conference. We'll see, guys. I know it's a lot of people out here that wants Roman gone. I don't know where this goes because, again, they haven't made the move as of yet. So maybe we'll get some more clarity on where they are going from an offensive coordinator standpoint uh, at the press conference Thursday at 2.30.